everybody. Welcome to another episode of Simply Finance with Shane White. I am pumped today to have Nishal Kumar from No Days Wasted on the podcast. Welcome to the show, my friend. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Um, appreciate it. Yeah, man. Um, do you mind giving everyone, you have some really cool things we'll get into, but just giving everyone a little background into you and then obviously your brand. Totally. Um, so my name is Nishal Kumar. I'm the founder of uh, No Days Wasted and uh, also CEO. And No Days Wasted is essentially a wellness brand uh, that helps you achieve balance. So, you know, our key, our, or our main product or hero product is something called DHM Detox, which um, really just helps you bounce back after a night of drinks and, and feel your best the next day. Uh, and then we also kind of take that no days wasted mantra and messaging and our brand one step further to help with hydration and help with immune support as well with some of our other products. Love it. Love it. That's awesome. Um, first question was, and we chatted about this a little bit before we started was, uh, you yeah. haven't like come up in the CPG, um, recovery space necessarily. So do you mind going back a little bit? I thought it was really interesting as I was trying to do some research on you. So you were one of the first employees of. Uh, was it the first retail store for Tesla in Canada? Is that is that true? Yeah. So um, I was part of the original eight team um, that opened the first retail store in Western Canada. And then we opened the first uh, supercharger in all of Canada as well. Um, so really, you know, first of eight, eight or one of the one of the eight people that helped really build the on the ground presence in Western Canada, which is now and Vancouver specifically has become well, is the supercar capital of North America uh, per capita, which a lot of people don't know, um, and also has the most Teslas per capita in North America. So it's grown to be one of the, the more massive markets. And uh, it was really fun to be there sort of early on. Um, yeah. But the truth is, like when I when I applied, um, I, was a, I was in university at the time and my degree ended up being uh, geophysics and commerce. And I was looking... Uh, for something as I was transitioning into um, is essentially transitioning into geophysics. Um, and I was looking for a summer job and I came across this job posting on the university job board that said Tesla Motors hiring. I'm like, this is strange, but yeah, it right. sounds really cool. And I just kind of threw it out there. Um, and I, I've always had actually a lot of sales experience um, just growing up from running my own little side hustles uh, you know, from 10 years old to like kind of flipping iPods, iPhones, things like that, buying and selling off Craigslist. Um, but then also, you know, more conventionally, uh, you know, you step it up and get a little more professional with an actual, actual job. <laughs> well, yeah. And I thought that I thought it was a cool thing to start with because, um, you know, on this show, we always talk about going from zero to one. And I think some of, you know, what people see today is no days wasted, but I feel like your story has actually led you to kind of like, you know, starting businesses and selling, which that was interesting, especially with your, like the, the major you ended up getting in university, um, mm -hmm. which had like really, I was trying to correlate it to Tesla, but really there's not really a correlation to like what you studied versus what you came out to do, which I think for a lot of people listening is really cool and really interesting. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, I think I think the cool thing about learning about sci uh, studying science in general is that like it really opens your mind um, to to how you learn and how to think and how to problem solve. So it gives you, and then you combine it with business experience or complementary or supplementary uh, business courses or or even just practical, like say getting a job working with Tesla, where we are 
essentially operating as a startup selling a hundred thousand dollar electric car um, yeah. <laughs> off com off computer screens right um, so it was you know run it do a test drive oh yeah we don't have any cars here for you to buy it but you know um, we'll just order it click 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 there's your there's your car so you know the blend of experiences i think um has helped me immensely um you know originally i wanted to be a doctor um so i was i went down the route of biology and chemistry for my first three years of university heavy in high school doing all the ap courses and all like you know getting as far ahead as i could because i was truly passionate about um uh well i wanted to be a diagnostician of the it was all based off house the tv show i don't know if you remember that oh yeah, TV show. yeah 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 that's what fired me up um i thought it was really cool and the problems that you could solve that that would save lives uh but then here we are i guess call it 10 12 years later <laughs> i'm uh in cpg full on uh, and and helping people you know have more time is is the is the way i see it so really uh maximizing life's moments and having as much time as possible available to you to to feel your best yeah um but the truth is science has been so cool because, you know, there's one of these professors I had in geophysics and he was always telling us, you know, like, you know, we ask him a question, he'd be like, first principles, first principles, that's all he would say. And I'm like, what do you mean? So basically teaching you to think about a problem at its most simple form um, and simplify it to its first principles or its building blocks or the really, the true root of what the problem is. Hmm. Um, and that, and if you simplify it, then then it makes it that much easier to solve um so that's kind of something i i think in my fourth year i took that on um i ended up doing five years in university because of the major transfers and whatnot but yeah i took that on and, and ever since since then i've been i've really been um implementing that and, and considering that and it's a big building block of how i solve problems that's really cool wow so you just yeah that was like a, a that was like the root of kind of like your degree was trying to learn how to do that it sounds like and and you could apply that to anything outside of exactly exactly and yeah geophysics was quite different i mean it's like phys essentially physics of the earth and then the direct applications for that would be you know okay uh, learning about earthquakes and things like that but also resource exploration oil and gas um um you know precious metals uh things like that um but uh I guess there is some application with geophysics and Tesla, but not from a sales perspective, yeah. more so like, you know, how do you get the resources out of the ground in order to um, make the batteries and the components and everything. But uh, it's a little, it's a bit of a stretch, right? <laughs> sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I just thought it was yeah. interesting because I could kind of see the correlation if that's what you were interested in. But, and then, I mean, I know you did a couple things in between, but Quickly before we jump to No Days Wasted, I thought it'd be cool to hit on you. This isn't your first venture, and you actually started another company um, that totally. was kind of a build off of your time at Tesla, which I thought was that's kind of what you know. As I've talked to more and more people on here, it's really interesting to hear people. You know, I, I hear the conversation around like when you work for someone, um, you know, trying to learn as much as you can to hopefully mm -hmm. potentially go and start your own thing. And that was like this next one is such a know perfect example of that of, of of working for a company and seeing a gap that they weren't even solving and taking your knowledge and turning around and executing on that so would you mind talking it was called ev items right is that what it was called you got it yeah yeah exactly so um yeah i mean to start like you know to solve problems in general i think you either have to experience those problems firsthand yourself or be like very close to the problem in a sense so for me it was 
essentially, um, you know, we were doing a lot of test drives um, and getting the cars in front of people at Tesla um, and, and trying to get people to buy cars, essentially. And then they were always nitpicking and, you know, saying what the flaws were, blah, blah, blah. And one of the things, you know, when buying a $100,000 car, a lot of the, the demo that's buying that car, they maybe wear a suit jacket from time to time, right? Or they need to hang their dry cleaning or something like that, right? Sure, um, yeah. And uh, we noticed there are no coat hooks. There's no to hang your suit jacket or dry cleaning. What a problem to have. Um, I, and then I did some digging. Elon at one point had said, hey, uh, I, think, I think, you know, we're going for a more simplistic look. Um, I think they're ugly. So I didn't include them. Um, and um, it's just like, don't, just don't wear a jacket then. You know, just lay oh. <laughs> the, the dry cleaning down or something. Um, but uh, so I ended up designing um, the first, I guess you could say, more elegant uh, premium coat hooks for a Tesla Model S. And um, they were essentially anodized aluminum. We're still, honestly, still selling today. Um, but they're anodized aluminum uh, in either black or silver. And they're, it's essentially a bent piece of metal, just bent into the right shape and with the right strength and uh, sort of uh, the right design to fit right on the headliner ridge of the Tesla Model S. Um, and then, you know, through that, uh, basically I used the money I was making on my first paycheck from, uh, from the engineering firm I worked for as a geophysicist, um, to, to fund the first production run and then start an e-commerce store, get, uh, start a Shopify store, um, and really build out a little bit of, um, a product based website to start selling them. Wow. Got it out to some, some owners that I knew, uh, got it out to some of the forums where people were talking about. The, the problems they had with the cars and where they were looking for solutions. And then essentially what happened was it started to catch steam and people were talking about it organically. And then I, um, yeah, that was, that's how I got going. So we went from doing, you know, $0 in sales to running it up to with one SKU um, to, you know, that SKU was maybe doing a, a few grand a, a month within a couple months. And I was like, this is pretty cool. Um, you know, my big time commitment here is just like shipping them out in the evenings. Yeah. So right. I eventually had to learn about fulfillment centers and, and third-party logistics companies and things like that. Um, but it all, it just kind of trends like, you know, yeah, I solved the problem of some of the, the owners at Tesla um, that are, or the people that clientele I was selling cars to. And uh, that was, that's how it all started. That's pretty crazy, man. I mean, it's just funny. You'd think that like, it, it, it the concept isn't rocket science uh but there's no it's a huge need like i would you know to your <laughs> point if you're buying a hundred thousand dollar car uh the likelihood of you having nicer things like a, a, a business coat or a dry cleaning is probably pretty high so yeah. that's pretty cool did you what was like a you know you've done it, it it you said it's still up and selling do you still own the brand and the site and everything yeah yeah for sure i mean for the most part it uh, you know we have someone else working on it right now um and it, it, a lot of it sort of runs itself in, in that way. Um, a lot of organic trickle in, um, that space has gotten quite competitive. There's a lot of overseas manufacturers, um, that, that really can just hammer the price down so low, right? It's almost it. Tesla accessories have almost been commoditized, but, uh, what we were able to do in that, or what I was able to do in that first couple of years was scale it up to a six figure business. We have 23 products, um, and still, you know, strong customer base in, and still selling. So it's, it's good. Um, I saw that really as a launch pad into, um, you know, being able to reach uh, bigger markets and solve other problems. And, and which ultimately organically led me to, to no days wasted and the development of DHM detox. 
Love that. Yeah. So let's jump right into that. So would love to know, obviously, like where, where did the concept come from? And then maybe for folks who have never heard of no days wasted, just to like give a high level of, of what your product, like the main product, your hero product does. Totally. Um, so, you know, a few years after graduating from university, I noticed, uh, you know, I had, you know, more limited time. So my evenings and weekends were where I had my free time. And, you know, in the evenings, you still want to be able to socialize with friends. And, and on the weekends, you want to do the same, but also make sure you're, you're not feeling sluggish or slow. And you're, you're take, making the most of the time that you have, right? Because you're, you're working that nine to five. And uh, I was a bit of a weekend warrior. And um, I found that, you know, my essentially after having a few drinks, not even going too hard, um, I really started to feel awful the next day. Hangovers got pretty bad, sluggish, nausea. And I, I've always been one to solve problems, but for some reason with this problem, I was just listening to um, what the media had to say about, uh, you know, the, the problem or what other friends were saying that this is a little hack and not actually looking at the root of the problem and, to, you know, and using that first principles approach. Wow. Um, so after trying things, you know, chugging sports drinks and uh, taking Tylenol the next day and uh, B vitamins and, and all these things, um, you know, none of that really worked. Eating greasy food, um, there's, there's like mild relief, but nothing really tangible, I'd say. Um, so I yeah, dug deep you, into the science. And not to science. cut you off, but would you say yeah, most yeah, of that yeah. stuff, like you're hitting on like greasy food and Tylenol, is a lot of that kind of just like, is that just kind of, I don't even know what you'd call it. Is that just like, you know, fake information that people have kind of bought onto. Yeah, I'd say so. I think they're like big misconceptions about yeah. what the problem is, right? So like, so I had to dig into what the the problem was, and it was it turned out toxins were the problem. Tox like from alcohol's toxic byproduct, something called acetaldehyde, was the biggest problem. It's twenty to thirty times more poisonous than alcohol itself. Um, your liver enzymes have a hard time. Uh, breaking it down um, and especially in the amount amounts that are you know that humans consume alcohol even if it's at a very sort of responsible moderate amount um, so I was like okay this is crazy but also all those things uh, I mentioned before like the greasy food and and you know and the painkillers and stuff the next day um, that's all like after the fact so you're already suffering at that point oh, right true yeah right so you're like okay well how do we like get ahead of the problem and like stop it before it even has a chance to start. So that's where the challenge came in. You're like, okay, hey, you want to avoid that feeling altogether. Otherwise yeah, you're just going to wake up feeling good. Yeah, exactly. Right. Or yeah, wake up feeling good, nor as close to normal as you can be. Right. Um, so dug deep into the science of it, found out it was, you know, the toxins were the issue then said, okay, well, how do we clear these toxins out of our body before we wake up the next day? And so you have that, you, you have the window where you're having a few drinks, then you have the time where you're asleep. And then, you know, the goal is to wake up the next day feeling, feeling normal. Right. And um, yeah, it took a lot of research, uh, read over a few hundred scientific papers looking at, you know, wanted to have it be plant-based uh, sort of the deli delivery was important um, down the line. Once we figured out what, what ingredients made sense um, you want to have that convenient delivery, but essentially um, I, I, came across some ingredients that made a lot of sense. DHM being one of the main ones. Uh, it's DHM, for those who don't know, is a plant-based ingredient. Um, it's essentially, it's called dihydromyricidin, and it's a flavonoid um, that's been used in Asia for centuries. Yeah. Um, so uh, so it's, it's not, 
novel, but it's just, I guess, not heard about. Um, it hasn't been heard about as much because the media and, and everything kind of perpetuates more of the hydration and the replenishment side of things and greasy food and hack some of those hacks rather than sure. a true solution. Um, yeah. So okay, got it. So, and if you don't mind me asking, so this is, this is where this gets interesting to me because you, yeah. like, again, your background in like geophysicist, then you go to Tesla, then you start like a physical, you, you sell, sell a physical product that's tied to a Tesla mm-hmm. to then going to this at, at, this early stage when you started just doing research, I feel like a lot of people get to that stage when they want to start a business and maybe they don't know what they want to start a business yet. They just like want to solve a problem. And so they start doing research. Were you, when you started doing the research, like, do you remember either like the conversation you had with a family or a friend or like, I don't know, an article you, you kind of read through and then you were like, I, this can, this could be a product I could, like, I could, you, there's something here that I can actually go further. Do you remember like a pivotal moment in that kind of research phase? Well, not maybe like a, I say it's more like a, a bunch of moments kind of coming together, but the idea was essentially reading some of these papers and saying like, okay, it helps, you know, break down these toxins. And, and then you're like, okay, well, at this point, this sounds too good to be true. I need to test it. I need to, I need my own personal anecdotal proof because um, without that, you know, everything's in theory. A lot of, a lot of science out there can be theoretical or can be like, okay, these certain conditions aren't met, blah, blah, blah. So the study is not valid for different applications, you know, um, all sorts of things. Um, So proving it to myself was an important part and bouncing um, the ingredients off my, my good friend, um, his name's Luke, uh, who's, you know, he's now uh, in, in medical school and he's, he's crushing it. But uh, he, uh, I sent all the papers over to him. I'm like, Hey man, when you have a moment, read some of these, like, tell me what you think. And he's like, yeah, this sounds amazing. Um, so what we, that, and after that, I, you know, I had some, I, I had a little bit of approval from someone else, which was great. Someone I, I really respect and who's smart enough to understand everything that I put in front of him. Hmm, um, okay. And uh, it was really important. And uh, and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm gonna order these ingredients. I'm gonna find them from wherever I need to find them from, and 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 let's let's put this together and see what happens. So then, you know, the chances are actually that summer we went to Europe together. Uh, did a we did 28 days in Europe, and then another seven or eight in South Africa. And we had been wow. drinking um, and exploring and having a good time, meeting people. So it's the perfect playground to test the ingredients. Um, but essentially, oh, so you just yeah, had like, did you just have like Ziploc bags of these ingredients with you, kind of well, thing? Or, well, I'm envisioning you like extent. traveling around with a backpack, having just like bags of powders that you're testing. Yeah, funny enough. So they're all encapsulated. Um, oh, okay. So that was the best way to do it. Yeah, but uh, a lot of them were in pill bottles um, and, and whatnot. And then sometimes we had to, you know, get creative with how we would test the, the ratio. So yeah, it could get a little messy, but really packed a, ba- uh, a bag full of, you know, socks, underwear and, and supplements. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, so, you know, you'd go into different countries and they'd open your bag up after it goes to the scanner. Like, what's this? What's this? I'm like, yeah, vitamins, supplements, you know, we're just you know, taking care of ourselves <laughs> as we're going through. And uh, it was funny to see some of the reactions um, we got from cu- like either customs or the security um, TSA type people uh, across the pond. So, <laughs> oh, I bet, especially like unbranded or whatever it was. I'm sure it didn't look like super official at that point yet. <laughs> yeah, not not everything was branded. I mean, there were some like off the shelf ingredients 
handset, you know, um, that we bought um, because uh, other companies did sell them at that point. But um, but yeah, it was is basically finding that right optimal dose where where we came in and also you know we can talk about it all, uh, a little bit more but the the quality of the the dhm that we source and the ingredients that we source is, is really important so dhm in, was in like finished product. Big, okay got it yeah so like dhm I, was like the big that's like the big like i guess like light bulb moment you had and then how did you know like when you're like testing these and getting these early on like how do you have any idea of the quality like because i mean i know you don't come from like yeah. food science so like were you I would love to know that part. Cause I think for a lot of people listening, they're like, was he just buying it online? Like, where's he getting all the, like, how does he know? Yeah. I was like ultra paranoid at the beginning too, because I didn't know these suppliers and what, you know, what standards they held themselves to. So I would get everything tested in a third party lab oh, okay. um, just for personal use. Like if I was buying bulk powders. Um, so like, you know, you'd buy like a kilogram of, of raw DHM. It shows up in a block. It looks like a block of flour, baking flour, essentially. Wow. And, and I was just like, okay, let's just make sure you know, this is safe to consume, even though they say it is um, just for, for our side of things. But yeah, and then as we went along, like that was very early days. Um, and that was when uh, we were still kind of piecing it together. But um but essentially, I, I brought on a lot of people that had uh, the experience um, in the nutraceuticals and even pharmaceuticals, and then and then uh, su- supplement space um, for for like fifteen year, uh, like fifteen plus years of experience. So, oh wow, okay. um, they helped they helped guide and act as advisors and and give you the you know answer some of the questions that you need um, as we were getting closer to saying, hey, is this an actual product we can make? So. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. when you, you, you're traveling around and then I'm assuming while you're on this trip, um, it's working. Like I'm assuming you're having drinks, you're taking the supplement and then you wake up and you're feeling better. Is that kind of slowly, but surely you were like, I, I'm just, it's so interesting to me as you're testing things. Like you must, do you have like a notebook or something where you're keeping like how you guys are feeling? Did you have like a Google sheet? What was the like way of testing and learning as you're kind of traveling around and testing this stuff? Yeah, we take notes on our phone, um, and then and then also, um, I actually ended up losing my phone uh, oh, on the trip. But so so I ended up moving over to a um, just just pen to paper kind of thing, and uh, taking notes along the way um, because you try, you know. So our, our blend has uh, DHM dihydromyrosinin, uh, L-cysteine, which is an amino acid, and then milk thistle and prickly pear um, as our key four ingredients and then also some b complex so b1 3 6 12 and then some electrolytes too but just making sure that we um tested all the we tested different um variations and and combinations um that were all based on the literature that we had already read so based on body weight based on um certain uh anticipated dosages or um you know amounts per serving per body uh for your specific body weight is what we were testing and then um, that was that was, I guess, the kind of the foundation from it. So it's not like shot in the dark. We did so much research beforehand, um, and then that's what guided the anecdotal testing on Got ourselves. It. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, okay. So you you did a, obviously did a lot of research, like you said. So you were kind of testing the research that you had found and read. That makes sense. And then you know you're out traveling. You do this. You get the feedback. What what was like the timeline from then to being like, okay, this is this works we could, you know, produce this, scale this mm-hmm. and like start a brand. Like, cause that, I think when we think about going zero to one, 
that's a pretty big jump too, just from, you know, even buying ingredients on your own to selling a product. Yeah. Cause at that point it was just a personal science experiment really. Um, so it was in our last couple of days in South Africa that I was like, you know what, I think we, we've really figured it out and hit the nail on the head here. Um, and when we get back, uh, let's fire it up. So, um, I, I got to work on that front and, uh, my buddy was like, well, I'm going to med school. I'm doing all these other things. Uh, it's, you know, um, it's on you, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, right. cool. That's, that's right up my, my alley. And, um, one of the things I'm most exciting, most excited about. So, um, I got back, um, and this was sort of after Labor Day weekend in 2017 and met with some, you know, contract manufacturers, learned a little bit more about the space, brought on some advisors, or at least started consulting them to get uh, the information I needed. And then I was like, cool, well, we need to, you know, figure out the demand for this as well. I mean, it works for me, but like, let's figure out the demand. So started sharing with other people, um, sort of some of our prototypes uh, and it's all encapsulated and started getting them done locally. And, um, and, and so we could, you know, test them out. And, uh, and I was like, okay, let's do a crowdfunding campaign. So we did an wow. Indiegogo campaign in kind of like late spring, early summer of 2018 and did a whole video production and all this fun stuff. And I was like, yeah, okay, we're going to call it, I don't know, DHM detox because it's got DHM as a backbone main ingredient and what's it doing it's helping to detoxify, I guess. So let's, let's run with it. I wasn't a branding person at the time. Um, I was, for me, finding names for things actually has always been pretty hard. I don't know how I'm going to name my firstborn child, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and then the crowdfunding campaign, it kind of all came together and that helped fund our, our first production run and get the ball rolling and, and prove out the concept. Um, so we did about $32,000 Canadian uh, equivalents, like 25 US um, in 40 some odd days. Wow, that's um, awesome. Through Indiegogo. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, and uh, so that's that's what how it started. And then from there, we've iterated on the packaging. Um, and then la we launched a more formal rebrand. Like the look and feel was super science-y before. Uh, now we have more of this playful yet still serious yeah. with the science. We've got the aspirational sayings on there. Yeah, um, I love your guys' packaging, by the way. I, I thought that was really cool. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. it. It was a lot of fun to go through that process of the rebrand. We worked with a really awesome team um, uh, the, out of the East Coast of Canada, out of Montreal, and um, they crushed it. Um, and they asked me all the right questions. They got inside my head. We we worked like tirelessly together, and uh, it was really fun to see it come to life. But yeah, it, it did take a couple of years actually to get essentially to evolve into a brand because from I'd say when we launched. Uh, officially launched on our website it was like a, closer to uh, mid to late November, 2018. Okay. Um, it was, it was more of a, like a single product site. Uh, there wasn't much of a brand feeling there. There wasn't much of that sort of community yet. Um, but, but we were able to get the product to people and they started to, to really like it. So we're like, okay, yeah, let's run with it. That's sweet. I mean, and the Indiegogo is cool. I mean, I haven't actually haven't talked to a ton of uh, CPG folks who have done that that route. Mm -hmm. Would you suggest that for folks who are kind of in the, uh, you know, did you for you? I mean, was it an experience that you would do over again? Um, well, I mean, okay, I'll tell you. We actually started on Kickstarter. We had gotten um, 
so Kickstarter does like an automated approval, but then they also do a human approval for certain things. Hmm. And um, they, they gave us a human approval on, on the, the Kickstarter. But then after like three or four days, we were trending on the first page. We did like 14 grand in three, four days. It was, it was awesome. I was so excited. And then they booted us off Kickstarter because they're like, you're a supplement or blah, blah, blah. We don't like supplements. So oh. Oh, but, weird. But even though, but even though we had gotten the human approval, so I'm like, okay, quick pivot. Let's go. We're moving it all to Indiegogo. Um, like, uh, on, like, you know, I did, and I, I launched it all on Indiegogo within two hours um, oh, after wow. getting kicked off. I was just going light speed, had some of it set up as a sort of, cause we were choosing between the two platforms initially. So it's going through the process, but Kickstarter just gets way more organic eyeballs. Um, I think it's like four or five times or something. Um, I don't, I don't at know least why back, that is. back then it was. I just, always, I always think of Kickstarter first. I don't know. I don't know if it's the name. It just, to me, like goes with it more than Indiegogo. I've always thought maybe that was why, but I don't know because they both do the, basically the same thing. Right. So it's true. Yeah. You're basically just pre-ordering products at a discount. And if they hit the threshold, then they'll actually bring it to market. If not, then, uh, you get your money back. So, but, but yeah, so we ran with that, uh, you know, okay. So to answer your question, I mean, it's, it's a challenge, honestly, doing it with something that's like anything you ingest, it's hard to do. Um, I know some people who have done, um, like a cricket beef protein bars on, um, on crowdfunding platforms and, and I've done well, but they still found it was quite hard. So I think for the, you're not trying to make money. You're trying to come out of it at a break even, yeah. but also get a lot of valuable data. Like, okay, is this worth me actually pursuing as a true business after the fact? It seems like it's a great way to, uh, yeah, to your point, just get your product out there because I feel like that's the, the biggest hiccup that most people have is they wait way too long to yeah. get, get feedback on a product. And so if you totally. get feedback quick that way, um, that seems really interesting because you're not giving up anything, right? You're, you're basically just giving people a discount for the first, you know, run of products. So that you're the first exactly. person I think I've had on here that's actually done that. So that's, that's cool. Just for people listening, if you're thinking about bringing something to market, that that is another option too early on. Very cool. Totally. And I definitely recommend consulting people who've done it, been there and done it before because the lessons that you learn from it are just like, there's a ton of them. Right. Um, yeah. So definitely ask someone, uh, who's, who's, especially those who've been successful, they know best because I've seen actually a handful of campaigns that, you know, it's like a baby like, and the clock's ticking. So you have this baby that you're nurturing, but the clock's ticking. You only have it for say 30 days. So you need to be really taking care of it every moment of every day. Um, and, and how and, do you, dumb question, how do you take care of it? Like, what are the things you're doing on the, on your end to take care of it? Totally. Um, you know, once you do have some sales and some pre-orders and customers there, like keeping them up to date, right. Um, also unlocking different levels of, of the, um, you know, not rewards, but uh, of what you can purchase. So there's, there's little upgrades you can do. It's like, okay, if we hit this threshold, you can, uh, this is, this bundle is now available. Um, uh, also making sure you're, you're testing uh, a lot of uh, digital marketing. So um, monitoring your digital marketing, make sure, making sure you're not spending too much um, and your cost per acquisition is, is working, working well, but also reaching out to press. Um, you can, there's unlimited press out there. So you can, you know, every moment of every day, you could be emailing someone saying, Hey, can you feature this? Uh, this is my, like my crowdfunding campaign. Um, 
it's solving this problem. It's really awesome. Um, so there's, there's a limited list of things you can do, I think just with even any business. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Now that makes sense. It's awesome. So th- at this point you, once you launch, I mean, you, you at least have a minimal viable product that's, that's out there. It looked a lot so, different. You said, so it looked, looked a lot more scientific, but, um, mm-hmm. At this point, is is it a business? Like, is it you have a product, but have you had you like really created like um, a team, or were you looking to raise money, or like how did you think through all those early on stages that after you go through Indiegogo? Like, what is what were like kind of the, some of the early steps for you and the brand? Totally, um, you know, I, I was able to bootstrap it uh, a fair bit uh, out of the gate. So once we'd proven that out, I was like, okay, cool. So this is how much a production run is going to cost as we continue to scale. Um, you know, can the margins um, uh, sort of give us enough runway to, to move on to the next run without having to raise money or bring in extra capital? Um, who's willing to work on this with me for like zero pay because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't have any money. And um, so I, I had a few team members at the time, they were working other jobs. I had, you know, EV items, at the time, but I was flexible with my time. I could, I could allocate as much as needed to, to, you know, really get DHM detox off the ground um, at the time. So, so I was the, I was trying to just wear every hat and do everything and then bring people in where they could help. Uh, but, you know, after that the dust settled and I was like, okay, well, we need to like figure this out more formally and, and get people to um, be bought in, whether it be like actual employees or that kind of thing. But it did take me a few more months after that. Uh, my first hire was a part-time, someone part-time actually in like January of 2019. Okay. Um, yeah. And then sc- scale that up. So initially the help with social media and like customer service. And then from there, um, you know, she's my first hire and employee and moved into full-time role and is, is crushing it. And uh, as as you know, a part of the no days wasted team. Love it. That's that's badass, man. That's cool. So it, yeah. once you once you get the Indiegogo, you go through that. Um, so it was the plan early on, and then was the hope to always bootstrap it, or did you? It's really interesting to talk to people who are in in this space because I think, you know, I guess th- there's just there's two ways to really do it, right? I mean, you can totally. try to bootstrap it and grow slower, and then some people want to see growth quicker, and they try to raise mm-hmm. capital and get some investment and, and really boost that. Did you have, and again, I know this was like all new to you and this, this space was new to you. Did you have like a perspective of what you wanted to do as far as which way you were going to grow the business? Well, the interesting thing is my perspective came from EV items where I was able to do it organically, just put a little bit of money, um, you know, out of the gate into developing the first product and then have that scale organically. And, um, you know, your sales contribute to future runs and um, paying for marketing and built it all in. But I mean, that's, that's hard to do. Uh, I think if you want to achieve scale, like, you know, there's that balance between raising money and, and, and not, and you got to find that we haven't raised any traditional funds just yet. I do have some friends and family money in there uh, in the company. And then also I I put in a fair bit of my own, Um, but, uh, but not yet. So I think, I think a raise would be part of a bigger retail rollout for us. Um, And you know, you just want to be able to deploy the funds uh, efficiently. I think sometimes people will raise capital too early and just like, you know, inflate a salary or uh, throw money at a, uh, at something that, you know, they think might work, but 
maybe doesn't. And then, you know, you're, you're out all that cash and, and then you've diluted yourself too much out of the gate right. and then the money, the money's gone. So um, there is that balance, right? I think everyone's different, but uh, um, I, it is important to raise to scale for sure. Once you hit the right, uh, the right threshold, I'd say. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 It sounds like you, yeah. you've, you've, you've thought through this quite a bit. So um, <laughs> it sounds like you've pretty methodical. It's pretty cool too. Cause I don't think there's a ton of people in this space who've then also done an organic build of another brand, you know what I mean? Like on the, on the mm-hmm. side or before that. So you kind of have the experience of doing it that way as well. Totally. Totally. It's um, it's a bit of a juggle and balancing act, but um, you know, the time will come where we'll put some, we'll get some more fuel to the fire there as well. Um, yeah. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. And so just to kind of go back to the actual product a little bit too. So, I mean, you, you bring this product to market. Um, mm-hmm. it, what does it look like now? Fast forward, you're, we're here today in 2021. Mm-hmm. Is that same product, is it just been rebranded or do you guys, is it, has the product been tweaked at all? And like, what can people listening, if they want to try No Days Wasted, what can they expect? And like, what is the, you know, what are, I guess is the, is the, the go-to use and uh, you know, the whole scenario around your, the product today? Totally. So our, um, our hero product, DHM detox is still the same product. Actually, we've had awesome reviews of over about 65,000 customers to date. So that's in just over two and a half years of selling, um, come, I guess, December will be at, at three years and, um, and yeah, the, the feedback's been great. So we haven't had a need to change the, the formulation. Um, we've, we've honed in on the ingredients and making sure that we're sourcing from where we'd like and there's consistency um and uh you know from that from batches um uh, and production runs so getting the best dhm is by far like my highest priority um you know personally tested uh making sure that it's 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 the right thing um and and that it's you know high efficacy and and you know, great quality. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we're, we've rebranded. So the look and feel has changed, but really built this product out for convenience um, and, and for it to, to really help you. So the idea is you just take, slip it in your pocket, take it with you, wherever you go, have it in your bags um, or when you travel, which is something that we can be essentially do now. Yeah. Um, finally, right? Or yeah. Or gather with friends, family, celebrate a birthday, um, you know, whatever the case may be and, and be able to share it with people. So very shareable, very convenient. I think, you know, if we had it in a pill bottle, um, a lot of people would forget to take it and, and it, it wouldn't have, you know, worked out as well for us. Um, if we had it in a different delivery, you know, um, it could be inconvenient. So really, you know, after the product, the, the, the convenient side of things was like, was really important and the delivery convenient delivery was important too. And that's kind of something I've considered for all products that we created. So we have our hydration uh, electrolyte drink mix as well awesome. um, called hydration replenisher. And it's a good complimentary product, but you know, I, even if you haven't had any drinks, you should be staying hydrated and getting and rehydrating properly every morning. So a drink mix is a quick way to do it, whether you're on the go or you're at home or, you know, you're going to the gym pre pre mid post workout anytime. Uh, you're ready to go. Um, and then also we have some immune support gummies too. So I always forget oh, to take it. my, nice. my, um, the vitamin D I'm in, up in Vancouver, Canada. Right. So, um, yeah. it's not super sunny in the, in the fall, like call it fall and winter time. So, and it gets dark at like four 30 in the, you know, in Eat winter. That. Right. Yeah. So you got to get your vitamin D and, um, 
you know, I think uh, a gummies are a good way to do it. Um, and rather than having to take a, a handful of pills in the morning, um, that's something I always forget to do. Love it. So you guys have a full gamut now of products when you drink, stay high. So you have like daily and then for use occasion, which is fantastic. That's, that's awesome. Totally, and it, totally. And your, your hero product, is that, um, do you need to take it like before you start drinking or does it matter like when you take it during the night? Uh, timing's actually really important, but also sort of the, uh, there's some more context also that's important too. So um, you can't take it the next day because at that point you're past the point of no return. So you'll want to take it while you're drinking um, after you've had a couple drinks generally is what it's, you know, when there's two capsules in here. So take your first one after your first few. And then if you're having some more, take, um, take your next capsule then. And then if you're having a little bit of a bit bigger night, take a full second packet. Um, and, and that should have you covered, but also mix in water throughout your evening or, you know, water with the hydration replenisher is always good. Um, but you want to have food in your stomach, actually. That's really important. So food, um, it helps hold the alcohol in your stomach. So it doesn't enter your bloodstream as quickly. And also, so the enzymes can start kind of uh, working to break alcohol and its byproducts down. Mm. So otherwise, the food just, uh, sorry, the alcohol just passes right through um, into bloodstream, you feel it that much quicker, but also the recovery part is, you know, you're not giving yourself much of a fighting chance. So food is critical. Um, yeah. So food and, and take it while you're drinking, you're in a good spot. Also drink some water, get some sleep. Couldn't fit water or sleep in the capsules. So <laughs> <laughs> that's why I wear a whoop to keep me on track. Exactly. Is that, yeah, uh, there we go. Yeah. Is, is, um, what would you say? Like, it's funny that this is a really cool product to me and not to, uh, not to throw under the bus. My wife is one of those people who like it's sometimes she'll have, you know, a few drinks and she feels totally mm-hmm. fine. And sometimes she'll have two drinks and she has a horrible hangover the entire next day. And we've never been able to figure out like if it's tied to a certain type of alcohol, or if she didn't eat enough or what it always seems random. Um, so this is, this is a product that I'll have to get into my family's hands. Cause they, uh, this, my wife and definitely have some other relatives and friends that suffer from a rough day after. So this sounds like, I'm sure there is a wide need for what you guys have created. Oh, definitely. Yeah. We'll, we'll get some out your way for sure. Um, I'd love to hear what you think, but yeah, as for things sure. are opening up here, it's crazy because people have been so like, so suppressed over the last year and a bit, um, you know, you've missed out on how many occasions, right. bachelor, bachelorette parties, to weddings, to birthdays, to anniversaries, to whatever, right? And even just celebrating on, or, you know, celebrating the end of the work week on a Friday with, with a buddy, right? Yeah. Right. Or to- toast, toasting to a small win that you may have had a promotion, something like that. So really like our goal is to just, we're here to be there for all of life's moments, for all of our customers and our community and whoever, you know, wants to essentially, you know, have their cake and eat it too. Yeah, um, love it. Yeah. I, I yeah. love the name too. Cause that, that does make so much sense. Cause I feel like, uh, you know, what you guys don't, what you guys give is the ability to enjoy those moments, but then not mm-hmm. waste the entire next day just because you enjoyed, you know, a win. And then, cause then the next day turns into a loss in a lot of ways. So hundred percent. And like the way I see it is, you know, we've really transitioned into especially since social media has become so prevalent um, but most people really value experiences i'd say over uh, material objects um, and the whole covid last year has been a testament to that as well um, but so so with experiences like what's the most valuable asset and, and it's truly time right yeah. 
So if you can have, and you only have, there's only 24 hours in a day. Um, everyone's lifespan is slightly different. You know, obviously there's unforeseen things that can happen, whatnot, but for the most part, it's, there's some predictability in that. Um, but, but really making the most of your 24 hours is what we're after. Like, how do you hit that morning workout after, you know, celebrating the night before, right? Right. Oh, how yeah. do you, it's finding that achieving true balance and, and valuing time as your greatest asset. Um, yeah, I, I really like to think we're giving, helping give people more time and, and be able to experience more. And to your point, I mean, after this last year, that's probably, I think more people now pay attention to that than ever before. So I think there's obviously, like I said, huge need, huge desire for it. Um, where can people, where can people find the product today? Where are you guys, like where are you guys distributed? What's the best place for people to find No Days Wasted? Totally. Um, our website is the best place, nodayswasted.co. Um, that's nodayswasted.co, not, not com. Um, and we ship directly to your door. Uh, we have a subscription option available too, where you can, you know, have it regularly delivered. Um, and we've got it set up with our recovery bundles, with the hydration and DHM detox, um, or our sort of life's moments bundles that include immune support too. Um, totally depends what you're looking for. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's the best way to do it. Um, and, and, you know, we see a lot of people jumping on for, for a bachelor bachelorette party season right now, yeah, trips sure. that they've planned birthdays, moments that they've, they're catching up on. Um, but yeah, we're also in some more boutique stores right now across, across the U S. So if you know, you're trying to find us in retail, just shoot us an email and we can let you know where, where we're at. But, um, the goal is to roll out into retail as well. So working on that. Yeah. Working on that as well. And, uh, I mean, every day we have customers like, Hey, where can I, we find you in stores? We forgot to order. So it's, it's an important thing for us. I think, um, you know, um, to, to make sure everyone has it in their hands and that they're ready for the moment. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Yours, your product is the type of product where if all of a sudden you realize you're out and it's a Friday afternoon, yeah. you're like, shit, where, where, where can I find this? Especially I'm totally. sure you do it, it works. Uh, I can imagine that becoming a, a thing on your checklist on Fridays, make sure we have enough. Oh, for sure. Like I, I don't, I don't drink without it anymore. And we have customers that are on like their like 35th order. It's crazy. I'm like, who are these people? You guys are amazing. Yeah. Um, oh my God. But awesome. cl- clearly it's, it's, it's helping you guys. And, and um, yeah, that's what we're there for. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> have you, I mean, after you've gotten used to taking it consistently, have you had any nights out without it? I'd be so curious. Someone that's like, you know, gotten used to the benefits of it. Have you then like tried it again just to see like what your, how your body responds? The truth is I have it. Um, I have, but unintentionally. And it was rough. Um, it was very, very rough. Um, so I, I have packets in all my pockets, all my bags in a- everywhere I could imagine. So if, you know, push came to shove and I was, you, you know, I, I'd have to try pretty hard to not have it on me. Yeah, um, that's smart. So that's why I think, yeah, that's where I think the convenience comes into play too. You're like, oh, this lifesaver, this just so happens to be in my pocket, um, kind of thing. So, Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. Um, one of the last questions before I get to the very, very last questions, uh, I, I would love to ask people like you. So you, you in my mind, I would almost consider like a serial entrepreneur at this point. You've done it more than once. You've started something and gone on to the next. Um, now that you are, I mean, and I know you have you've lots more that you want to accomplish with no days wasted. Um, but now that you've gotten a taste for going 
from zero to one and really mm-hmm. becoming an entrepreneur and, 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 you know, um, building a business for yourself. Could you ever see yourself going back to, you know, working for someone else? No, no, I don't think so. I mean, the interesting thing is I was lucky to, in a way to have two very opposite polarizing bosses, um, at, at Tesla and at the engineering firm I worked at one, um, you know, managed a lot more closely, uh, with more of a, a micromanagement sort of style. And then the other one was way too hands off. So, um, it, that kind of led me to say, okay, um, you know, who do I want to work for? I was like, okay, I'll, I'll work for myself. Um, that'd be fun, but also taught me how to, to lead and, and find the balance with my team as well. But no, I think, I think for me, it's all about problem solving. Um, and I can only solve problems that I experience or that are close to me. So I'm, I'm in, in it to, to experience more and, and whatever other problems or businesses or ventures I get involved with, um, or start, uh, you know, from here until, the future uh would be uh would be pretty closely tied to me so love it love yeah. it yeah. yeah i feel like once you have the the taste of it it's probably that probably pretty tough to uh not try to keep doing that again and again totally it, it is addicting i mean there's like you know you find you find a lot of excitement in the journey of it rather than it's you get used to that delayed gratification rather than some other you know um industries or roles or whatever could be more about instant gratification right sure oh yeah definitely no that makes sense um so these last ones i I ask everyone that comes on here for the founder series i think it's really interesting to ask people leading uh businesses the first one is you know obviously you have no days wasted you also you know you've had to build other brands um and you have a lot going on i'm sure across all different Mm -hmm. facets of of how you manage your business um what do you use to plan your goals and then to tackle, you know, daily and weekly tasks, whether it's an app, a pen and paper kind of guy. Um, yeah. What do you use to just track stuff and get shit done? Yeah. Big into the calendars. I think, um, you know, as you like take on more, it's harder to remember everything. So pen and paper is, is, it's really tough. Um, I'm big into the Google calendar. I use that for everything um, from seeing like what I have to do to, making, you know, setting appointments to planning into the future, to seeing what our marketing looks like, to seeing what my team is up, up to, uh, and having some transparency on that. Google Calendar is by far my most used app, um, followed by, by email too. Um, and I think Slack is a great tool as well for communication with, with our team. So Google Calendar and Slack, I'd say. Yeah. Love it. So you yeah, like, do yeah. you actually put like tasks and like you time block in Google Calendar to get stuff done? Totally. And like setting those recurring um, events um, and blocking out that time, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I started doing that, uh, I think last year in 2020. I use, I still use pen and paper, um, but I'm telling you, I'm with you. Like time blocking mm-hmm. and using your calendar to like, um, just like understand what you have time to get done and, and not taking on too much of stuff that's not important. I felt like uh, Google Calendar is awesome for that. Totally. Um, and the, I mean, the pen and paper is great. Cause like, there's a lot of satisfaction in checking something off a list. So yeah. I, I find it, you know, I'm writing things down constantly and always have my notebook with me, but I think if I had to pick one or the other, um, it'd have to probably be Google calendar. I know the only thing that stresses me out is when I like over plan a day and then I, I, yeah. I get behind early on and I'm like, shit, I'm okay. I'm, I'm like into the next thing. Now what do I do? Do I? <laughs> yeah. So true. So true. You got, need to make sure there's enough, uh, enough time for all the things you set out for yourself, right? 
Yeah. But at the same time, it's a good exercise. Cause then I think sometimes you don't realize how long tasks can take. And so you put too much, you know, over a time you can't get it done. So you gotta, you know, prioritize. Um, totally. Totally. The next one I say, I lead with book, but it could be book. If you're not into books, uh, it could be podcasts. Just what mm-hmm. is, um, your, you know, the, the source of knowledge that you want to share with the audience today? So that's a great question. Um, I do love books. Um, I'm very, when I get into a book, I'm really passionate about it. And one of them is, um, I'd say my number one is, it's called 11 Rings, The Soul of Success uh, by Phil Jackson. Oh, Phil Jackson, yeah. as you know, being from Chicago, he Definitely. coached Michael Jordan for his six rings, Kobe for his five. Uh, he's won the most NBA championships out of any basketball coach. Um, and he's also won another two as a player with the Knicks. So 13 rings all in all. But he speaks more to his time as a coach in this in this book. Um, and what it does is it ties in sort of a, a Buddhist approach to life. Um, I'm not I'm not particularly religious in any shape or form, but I truly uh, believe that the values that come from religion are are, are great. Um, and Buddhism is one that has a, amazing values that really uh, resonate with me. So he he takes this approach that's very calm, collected. Um, but very deliberate with, with the way he did things. And um, that book is incredible. I couldn't, like, if you, there's anecdotes of, of basketball stories in there and whatnot, um, if you're a sports person at all, uh, you'd like it. If, if you're not a sports person, then you still get an immense amount of value out of it. Love that. That's badass. That's a really good one. I have not heard that one on here before. So thank you for that. That'll be great. for you. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. I mean, I think it's right up your alley, man. I think you'd love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Very cool. Um, the last question you kind of hit on it a few minutes ago, but really the most important is how can people uh, get involved and follow you and how can people get involved and follow the brand? Yeah. Um, so our social media is, uh, at no days wasted co, uh, on Instagram. Uh, you can also follow me at at uh, initial n-i-s-h-a-l uh, official <laughs> initial oh, official that. that's a good one and uh yeah it's it's catchy i had it for a little while there um and uh yeah and, and jump jump on our website um you know punch your email in there uh we, we you know we send out sort of updates all the time um so no days wasted dot co uh, or at no days wasted co on instagram and um yeah, we've we've got an awesome content team too. We're all and we've got some cool collaborations in the future, um, which I'm really really excited to share um, with some some pretty cool notable figures. So uh, nice. it'll be uh, it it'll be fun. Um, yeah, congratulations! That's fantastic. Can't wait to see what those are. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I'll give you a little sneak peek, maybe. Um, <laughs> Sounds good. You want you want to do it on here? You want to do it off the air? I will, we'll do it off air. Yeah. Like it. Like but it. Thing, things are going to be rolling out come, come let's say mid June. So okay. uh, we, we can't, we can't wait. Can't Sounds wait. Sounds good. You guys got a lot of exciting stuff ahead. Love the rebrand, love the new rollout of everything. Very cool initial. So I'm, I'm pumped for you guys. Thank you, Shane. I, I appreciate the time and thanks for having me on. It was honestly a blast and getting to chat with you and we'll have to get some product over your way too. So you know, as things reopen, you're, you're all set. We would love to try it. I tell you what, me and my wife love a good drink. So definitely interested. Thank you very much for the offer. Appreciate it. Of course. Awesome, man. Well, thank you again for coming on. Thanks for taking the time. I know you're a busy man. Uh, so thank you. And uh, we'll stay in touch. Sounds good. Glad we can make it work. And thanks for the time today. Awesome. Take care. Thanks, man.